love you. Well, welcome back, everybody. It's me, Mickey Mouse. Uh, taking over. Uh, Green Traveler's been uh, recaptured by the government. So, yeah. Uh, this is uh, the Mickey Mouse and Faceless Show. Uh-huh. Rebranding. Uh, bring him back, Mickey. I miss him. I, I, I can't do that. Government, government's got him. He, he exposed too much. Too he, much. Uh, but I'm pretty sure I've said more than him. Uh, well. <laughs> Shit! <laughs> all right now they're gonna pull down our show because we made mickey mouse say shit <laughs> fine i'll bring it back hey what up everybody hey he traveled back that was I, I was released good yeah government's got good teleportation systems yeah i'm glad that you you were able to do that and get here on time to do this mm -hmm. we're still stuck in the war era of disney yeah where they're packaging films together to make money which to be fair does help finance the next era which is amazing right but it's kind of boring yeah it kind of sucks a little bit <laughs> really ready to break through and get to the next era <laughs> yeah me too i am too uh but you know there's some people i'm sure that are watching these because they've never even heard of these films yeah it's true Disney was packaging these films together because most of <coughs> their animators and writers were, you know, shipped overseas to fight in the war. So they just picked up little th bits and pieces that were sitting around the studio and slammed them together just just to get by pretty much for the most part you know it does work they do i think they do accomplish what the you know they they at least entertain during a horrible time yeah they de so. yeah, definitely uh you know they 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 still had their regular shorts that were coming out yeah but just looking back on it, it's just kind of hard to hard to get through them yeah kind of boring it is true uh and last week we talked about this episode being uh make mine music well, it's not going to be. <laughs> it's going to be <laughs> as, the, about, as the title suggests. As the title suggests, uh, this is about fun and fancy free. Make music, make my music rather, was the film prior to this. But it is not up on Disney Plus, which is our, our source for this uh, particular playlist. But uh, the reason being, they do have some reasons for that. Okay, good, because it was a shocker for me, because I didn't. I thought they had all their animations up on there, and it was just like, what? Yeah, this is. Uh, this might be the only one. But, I think I read that it was. Yeah. Yeah. The so the reason being so first off, this is as packaged film as a packaged film can be. It is literally a short then the next title screen, and then a short, where all the other Disney package films, they at least attempt some kind of tie-through. Uh, so mm -hmm. they don't do that. And uh, the last time they released it, they took out, I believe, it's either two or three of the shorts, making it like only 45 minutes because wow. of, of things that they decided were not appropriate for children anymore. For example, uh, the first short on it, uh, let me get the title for us. The first one was called The Martins and the Coys, 
and it was kind of based <laughs> off of Hatfield and McCoy. Uh, so there's a lot of shooting involved, and yeah. it, it, you know, it's 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 comedy, but it's centered around gun violence. So they decided to take that one down. Um, and then there's I'm not sure uh, what the other ones were. I, I knew when I did the research, but it it has escaped me. But anyways, I guess they decided it was too short and there wasn't really like a through story or anything. So they didn't put it on there. I'm really surprised, though, because I don't even think Peter and the Wolf is on there on Disney Plus, which that surprised me because I don't know if you've seen Peter and the Wolf, but it's beautiful. Yeah, I don't recall it. So it is. So the song, the song you you you've heard the song over and over again. I believe that the song is also called Peter and the Wolf, but it's that it's a canon, and I can't get it in my head right now. Damn it! I was gonna ask you to sing it for me. It's by Sergei Prokiel. I am not gonna say his name right, but it's P R O K O F I E V. Um, I'm sorry, uh, but anyways, it's very famous piece of music. Like if you'd hear it, you would know it. And I, I don't gotcha. I don't have it off the top of my head. But it's this little hunter boy and he's being stalked in the woods by a wolf. But you know, it's Disney animation and it's cute and it's wonderful and he kills the wolf in the end. But oh, shit. uh yeah, it's a good piece of music. I I remember like the most I don't feel like this is the most recent time I watched it, but in high school in a music class, our teacher did show it. Because we were yeah. we were uh writing uh canons so he wanted to use it as an example so i'm kind of surprised that how wonderful at least this little short is that it's not on disney plus maybe they'll bring it eventually maybe it is there and i i i don't know i thought i searched for it but i don't think they were particularly proud of it because it, it wasn't very well received either because of it's just like I said, it's literally just, it's like watching cartoons on TV or like a Looney Tunes yeah. collection. Whereas counter to that, Fun and Fancy Free, there is this through line of a <laughs> yeah. story, apparently. Uh, yeah, with uh, Jiminy Cricket throughout the whole, the whole narrative. That's right. We brought him back. Would you like to synopsize? Fun and fancy yeah. free. Yeah, let's do it. 1947. Uh, so you're still saving money, as we mentioned. So it is another packaged film, but it's not as packaged as the other ones. Uh, there's only right. two shorts to make up this entire film. So I don't know the links of both shorts, but the the first one is uh, Bongo, which is about a circus bear. And I realized... I, honestly, going into this movie, I, I did not think I had seen it before. And then, or once I started watching Bongo, I realized my brother and I watched this on repeat for probably a couple months in my childhood. I, I recalled it while watching it because it terrified me as a child. The bears? And it, it does, yeah, the bears. What specifically, uh, so let me synopsize up to the point that really scared me. Okay. Uh, Bongo is a circus bear, and it right. starts off with him performing in front of you know the the audience, uh, circus right. attendees, and you know he's getting cheered. Everybody's loving him. He has a great performance, and immediately once coming off stage, he gets shackled. 
there's like a, a chain That's i think true. or that goes around his neck and you know he's, he's treated terribly he's put in a cage and it goes from him like smiling and happy in the limelight to just depressed and in a cage and it's really sad and it immediately you feel for him you know you, you immediately see. are hooked on bongo and uh there's a moment when the the circus is transporting and this is the part that really scared me as a kid i don't know why but uh even even watching as an adult it was kind of eerie but while the train is being transported he hears the call of the wild uh he you know he's in he's in a train car and he looks out the window and he sees his ghost self just hovering with the hills and like you know just just floating free outside and he's like bongo bongo and he just like keeps going through he, he just keeps repeating bongo's name and it was creepy to me like I how the, the the i don't think they synthesize the voice at all but how the voice is edited it just it starts to get a little spooky and a little eerie until bongo can't take it anymore and he breaks free and yeah, he goes into the I, wild if i'm not mistaken jimmy cricket plays this short on a record and then yeah I guess this is maybe what he's imagining. Yeah, the record's uh, narrated by Dinah Shore, I believe. I, I think. I'm pulling that name from yes, my ass. I don't... Yes, he is. Well, at the very least, he is credited as the narrator. The Jiminy's just listening to this record, basically, and that's, you know, it is an imagination, a dramatization of the record, I would assume. Yeah. And so once once Bongo breaks free, you know, he kind of realizes that living in nature is just as difficult you know he do, he's not greeted with the happy freedom he thought he would be it's kind of uh, frightening on his first night right until he meets uh i don't remember the female bear's name uh he meets her in the wild it's kind of like a another bambi situation where bambi you know bambi falls in love with the female yeah. deer he got twitter and, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh i mean just like with bambi another a bigger bear comes along to assert his dominance over female bear do i have her written down in my notes lulabelle lulabelle is the fem- female female okay i mean it's a nice story uh it's he comes back to you know he, he realizes that lulabelle likes him and not the bigger bear and so he comes back to win her over and you know he, he I won't spoil the ending. It's a good short. It is fun to watch. And but but it is basically just another retelling of a story they've already done through Bambi. But yeah. doing it now with bears and and the circus. I mean, it's also, you know, kind of like Dumbo in that regard. <laughs> right. So, I think the best takeaway from the short for me though is you say love with a slap. I think that's Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's the main takeaway. There's a whole musical number where the bears just start slapping each other, and that's how they say yeah. they love each other. But Bongo doesn't get it. He thinks that they don't like him. Because, yeah. Well, he yeah. he gets it in the end, though. That's why he returns. Yes. Because he, that's he, right. he reflects upon that and realizes that Lulabelle slapping him meant that Lulabelle liked him. Right. And, and It is also, a great number. <laughs> I don't know. Like I don't know what kind of message it's giving to children, though. i I guess i guess yeah it is a catchy number it's not great it's a catchy number yes it's catchy and uh yeah it's it's hilarious from like adult and adult perspective yeah i feel like kids are like okay yeah i really like this person smack (laughs) (laughs) 
Or they can just take it from the loosely as public displays of affection are okay. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Uh, but a very loose a point, very loose translation. So there is a point where Louis LaBelle does accidentally or she at least gets fed up and does hit yeah. uh the big bear whose name is Lumpjaw. Oh yeah, that's right. I think that's just really fucking funny. Like <laughs> uh I mean they could have come up with anything and they came up right. with Lumpjaw and I'm all for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she hits him and he's like, oh my god, she loves me! And it's just, you know. Right. But anyways, that's Bongo in a nutshell. Um, yeah. The next Ridiculous, fun like, little short. Yeah. I feel like the second short is what brings people to purchase this movie still. Yeah. Which is Mickey and the Beanstalk. Yeah. which i was surprised i didn't i didn't realize this as a child uh walt disney voiced mickey in this oh wow i had no idea yeah right no, i didn't I either did i watched this so many times as a kid i, I think he... he did once before and then uh this was the last time he voiced him though i guess he passed it off to the the guy who did dopey i believe oh okay interesting well, yeah, I mean, he, I mean, I don't know if that's like something that he wouldn't normally have done if not everybody was off fighting in the war. Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I did find it really interesting, though, to watch it with that knowledge in mind that Mickey was voiced by Walt Disney. Yeah, it's just... I might have to rewatch it with that lens as well. It's, it's like uh, the father and the son, you know, kind of situation. Right. Ah, does that make Pluto the the last part of the Trinity? Hmm, I guess. I don't know if, I mean, were you saying he's the dove? Well, like the Holy Spirit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a bad Christian. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you're not claiming the dove. A good one, so. Uh, Right. Anywho, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy, they live together. Happy, happy in the countryside except for they're starving <laughs> yeah the, well they're the last last resident residents of the countryside that's right of happy valley yeah it's something i can't remember why but something was stolen a harp or something and because of that the whole area fell into yeah, despair it was the harp yeah everybody left but mickey donald and goofy who have a single bean to share <laughs> <laughs> yeah they have a single bean to share which is kind of funny because like you know, it's a classic Jack and the Beanstalk story, but told with these three characters. Yeah. Where Mickey goes out, sells their cow, or a horse. It, I no, it, yeah, it was a cow. He gets magic beans. And we'll talk about... It was a cow. Let's talk about that, because that was... that As a child, that was disturbing again. There, there's so many things about this film. I don't know why <laughs> my brother and I watched it so much, but it's it's quite disturbing at times. Like, I remember Bongo scared me a little bit. But this story definitely scared me, because at the beginning, when they're when they're trying to split a single bean or a loaf of bread, I think also. Yeah, one slice of bread, I think too. One slice of one bread. Slice. <laughs> and, and it's they're like, like they're sliced like... as if it was in a loaf of modern day bread, like pre-sliced bread. Yeah, and, and he and like Mickey slices it so paper thin for each of them. Uh-huh. It was just like it's so sad to look at. Yeah, but like Donald like, goes insane. 
Oh yes, yeah, he does. He starts eating fucking plates, man. Like yeah, that does kind of scare. That scared me as an adult a little bit. I was like, people can get that hungry, like that they just sort of like fuck this. I'm eating dirt, and yeah, he just loses it. Yeah, and but Mickey and Donald, uh, Mickey and Goofy stop him from you know killing himself from eating too much silverware. But then. Donald goes even more insane, grabs an axe, and goes out to kill the cow, which we say insane, but at the same time, if you're that hungry... Yeah, make 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 beef, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was a, a good solution, but... Yeah, but they stop sense. him again and... Well, I mean, if the cow was starving enough, it might be sick. I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I don't I know. Don't, you know, but... I guess I don't know how much logic we should put into this cartoon. Um, That's true. <laughs> but Mickey sure didn't. Mickey sure did not put logic into his decision, because he takes the cow and sells it for beans. Yep, magic like beans. in the classic story. Yeah. And again, Donald and Goofy. They had a song in between there, Donald and Goofy, where they're really happy about Mickey yeah, they're, bringing they're, food home. Right. Yeah. They're like, okay, he's gonna bring back a feast. I know it. <laughs> uh. So what I was gonna say about about the bean is when they cut up that single bean that they have. Uh-huh. When I was a kid watching this, I always thought that was one of the magic beans. I thought that was the magic bean. Like, I had the order mixed up in my head for some reason. And oh, I, yeah. And, like, when I was an adult, like, just thinking about it, reminiscing about it before we rewatched it, I was thinking, what happened after they ate that bean? Like, the, how did that grow the, the bean stuck? I was like, I must be looking at this movie wrong. So, and I guess that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, I did like how paper thin, like they made the bread and the beans, though that like, right. you could see through the whole sandwich. <laughs> it was so unappetizing. Yeah, and then he goes and just eats it all. You know everything. Ah, <laughs> uh. yeah. And then they they uh, when Mickey brings the beans home, Donald and Goofy go berserk, and mm. the beans fall down a hole. And night comes along, and the beanstalk grows, and they find themselves in Giant Land, where they yep. meet. I don't remember the giant's name, but Willie. His name Willie. Is Willie. That's right, and he's he's adorable. He's he's just like a child giant, and Mickey and Mickey has to continue to outsmart him so that they can live. And you know, you know the classic beanstalk tale. They yeah. run down and chop it down, and he falls to his death, and it's sad. Right. And they and they gather the harp while they're up there, and that cute. Oh, that's right. Valley. And they're the heroes, but he doesn't die because this film was uh, <laughs> this film or this little short also decided to pair itself with live action, not yeah. as disturbingly as the Three Cavaliers. No, I disagree. <laughs> Equally as disturbing with the, <laughs> with the ventriloquist. I, I okay, mean, that is true. He's, he is okay so there is this little girl it's her birthday party like jiminy Mm -hmm. cricket gets an invitation to this birthday party after he listens to the bongo record and then he goes and it's just for this little girl and and the only other person there is this (laughs) ventriloquist with three dummies and the dummies like they talk independent so obviously you know there's some other puppeteers in the room but they talk yeah. independent of the ventriloquist sometimes, but they're all three voiced by him. So it's just <laughs> this little girl 
Like, this is something that just would not happen in a modern-day movie. At least not for children. Because this is Stranger Danger 101. What? Okay? All right. We'll, we'll figure out a way. I'm putting it down right now. You and I will figure out a way to reenact this and not make it seem creepy. Because I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like Jim Henson could have gotten away with it. Okay. And so if we follow the works of Jim Henson, I think we can we can do this. Okay, but this is true. This is true. But the thing is with Jim Henson's stuff, typically you don't see the puppeteer. Typically. You're right. We'll make it like Mr. Rogers style. Okay. See, that, yeah, I guess you can't, like, it's hard to make Mr. Rogers creepy. He's a cool guy. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. We'll do this. We'll get we'll it. Do we'll do we'll, t- 50 years from now when we're rich. <laughs> yeah, but do you think that we, so, okay, but this is the thing. I don't think we can make it with a little girl, a grown man, fan, ventriloquist, and those three dummies. You can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't remember what their names are oh my god why do i think it's three dummies i'm pretty sure it's only two now that i think about it yeah, yeah i think the, he's like, holding one and then there's the old man one well not the old man the uh the uh there's charlie i don't, remember, I don't have to, yeah there's i don't remember how charlie to describe the one who's man. like supposed to be like an annoying little kid and then there's like this dumb southern one that i don't remember his name and uh, oh, duh. <laughs> he does that a lot. Oh, they didn't kill the giant, did they? He's so nice. I like him. Uh, yeah, I do. I do like that dummy, but that is a very. Uh, I feel like even Jeff Dunham has a dummy that's just like that. You know, it's, oh, it's a yeah. very common. Yeah, his name is I think Bubba Junior. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm yeah, sorry. I used I'm not to a fan be into, into that. I. I, I I gotta say it grew old, but yeah. uh, in my formative years, I did think it was quite funny. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I thought it was hilarious, and then my brother put it on repeat, and I was just like, after the second viewing, I'm like, I would do Let's it. Stop. I would do it to anybody. Yeah, I was like, it, this isn't good good comedy to me anymore. Yeah. So despite this um, creepy scene, a couple of scenes with these dummies and this little girl. It's it's pretty innocent. It's pretty innocent. I'll I'll be honest. And the ventriloquist. I don't think we mentioned the ventriloquist is the one who's telling the story of Jack and the Beanstalk through McKinnon. Yes, that's right. When the the southern puppet starts, you know, he's just like, they didn't kill the giant, did they? You know, he's just like, all right, it's a fictional tale. You know, he's just like, don't worry about it. And that's when that's when things got really weird for me as a kid. Because once he tells him it's fictional and yeah. that the giant, you know, it's like even if he died, he, his death was fictional. It never really happened. Then the giant Willie yeah. rips the fucking roof off of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, where's Mickey? They just fucking, fucking with kids nationwide. Right. I, literally, I don't know how, like, I feel like this movie might be the reason I'm so disturbed. Because it's like my brother and I definitely watched this quite a few times. <laughs> Sarah said she watched it like a whole bunch as a kid too, and I don't remember ever watching it. Like, I know I had seen all like the two shorts. Mm-hmm. I know I had seen them, but I do not recall the puppets. No, not at all. Yeah, not in the least. I don't think I do did either. I, I remembered the things I remembered most was the creepy bongo 
Bongo. Continuously saying his name, and then it got faster and faster and more eerie. Like, I remembered that the Call of the Wild for Bongo disturbed me as a kid. Uh, but I don't re- I remember the slap song. And then the only other thing I remembered is the beginning of Fun and Fancy Free, where Donald goes berserk and is like trying to eat the dinnerware right. and everything, and then the, the giant ripping the things off. I only remember the disturbing stuff from this when I was a child. So it's like when I watch this, you know, and I blanket, I blanked the entire experience from my mind because I, I didn't think I'd seen this movie, and then I turned it on and it got to that bongo scene. Right. I'm like, oh my god! All these memories came rushing back, and I was just like, and then he's gonna rip the roof off! <laughs> Holy shit! He ripped the roof off! That's right! And like, like <laughs> I only remember the things that really freaked me the fuck out, and yet my brother and I watched it a lot, and yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> I did not, yeah. I don't know if like they showed the just the shorts or something on the Disney Channel or something like that because I definitely did not remember those puppet scenes. Yeah. And and when they went and he ripped off the roof, that was a surprise to me. <laughs> that I'd, I I they definitely have referenced that in other pop culture stuff. But that was the first time that I had seen that scene. And I'm sure it's the first one because, right. you know, this is like, what, 46? Or 47. Like yeah. And then it just ends. Like, there's nothing yeah. to it after that. Like, Jiminy just runs out outside and, like, follows the giant. And the giant's just looking for The for giant Mickey. does keep on ripping up roofs, though. <laughs> or something. He's looking for something. Oh, he's looking for Mickey and like he just like he keeps destroying people's houses oh, right. and he takes a he takes a house or a restaurant that's shaped like a hat and puts it on. <laughs> yeah. And then it just ends. Like he Something like that. Yeah, just like I don't remember if it fades to black or what, but it's just him just destroying this village and it just cuts to the credits, I think. And I'm just like What the fuck? Yeah. Like were they going somewhere with this? I don't know. I don't know. All of a sudden though, I really want like a Mortal Kombat (laughs) style game with Disney characters (laughs) and you know uh, they probably have to shorten the giant to make it work but he'd be a fun character especially if he still had the hat he could throw like this hat oh that'd be cool and then when when it hits you know you'd see like tiny little people explode out of it just like ah right I I guess it could just be the villains yeah he'd be an interesting add to that that would definitely be funny all right let's do it let's make this game all right, so we're gonna make we're gonna reenact yeah, the puppet right. scene, and we're gonna make this video game. But yeah, of course, yes. All right, this is what we have brought. Uh, excuse me, this is the exchange that we got from watching Fun and Fancy Free. Um, thank you for continuing to bring new projects to the industry, <laughs> Walt Disney, um, even after your from, death, from your cryogenic chamber. Oh right, 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 um, right. Oh wait, wait, is that another government secret? Is Mickey is Mickey and the FBI going to come and take? I'm me away still here again. <laughs> I'm oh, listening shit. every word. <laughs> oh no, Mickey! Uh, you watch well, your ass. Get to your closing statements. You haven't rated it yet. Oh, that's right. Shit. And then you Shit. wrap it up um, and nothing else. It was worth watching. I had fun watching it. I'd give it. I'd give it a face. Full face. Yeah, I give it. Like, there's nothing like wrong with this movie. Yeah, I mean, besides disturbing me as a kid and yeah. possibly, <laughs> possibly like instilling some crazy uh, psyche destroying foundations, 
I give it I give it two stars. It's it's all right. It's you know it is it is yeah more worthwhile than the other packaged films they've put out. But I'd I, say I think it's a little too disturbing for kids. Is or maybe it, I'm just a weak guy. Is it better than Fantasia? Oh yes, easy. I agree. I think it is. But Fantasia, I still think is worth watching though. Yep. And I don't know that I'd necessarily like recommend that you go out of your way to watch this. That's fair. So I don't know. I think this is uh, more entertaining mainly because it's shorter and more compact. Sure. And even though it is disturbing yeah. for kids, I think. But Fantasia is very long, very it's relaxing, but it's not Yeah. You know, I don't remember any of the things in between. I remember the composer and all that stuff, but I don't remember what he was saying. I don't remember Right. You know, any of the history he was trying to put behind the pieces that was another thing about make my music that i saw is that he he wanted to wanted he still thought that the fantasia idea was a good idea so it's all to music yeah. obviously but he didn't do i i don't know if he thought that orchestra part wasn't working well or if maybe because of the war it would have been hard to do that part of it yeah so this was kind of it was kind of a spiritual sequel to Fantasia, but mm. it did not do well. I didn't know that. But yeah, we're almost out of the war era. I don't know what the next movie is. I think it's the final film in the war era, though. But, okay. but we'll be back here cool. next week with that one. <laughs> Assuming hell, no issues. Yeah. Come hell or high water, we'll be here. And I. And the Green Traveler. <laughs> and I am the Faceless Leon. Go eat some potato chips. They taste like you. Safe travels and good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of FictionWorks 19. If you want to learn more information about us, check us out on Facebook. You can also check out the Facebook and Instagram accounts of FictionWorks 19. Don't forget to like, follow, comment, or subscribe wherever you catch the show. Thank you all very much for listening.